Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. The net result is that it worked like a charm. Within one day, all of our ClickFarm leads were tagged in our CRM. We use HubSpot. And within three days, Google Performance Max had already started to optimize away from those ClickFarm leads. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is the show where we share cutting-edge strategies in acquiring leads and sales for your business through paid traffic without any spam. Kasim Aslam. I just added that on because that's what we're going to be talking about here today. How are you, buddy? I'm living the dream. How are you doing, Ralph? Well, every week you're living the dream. So I know we talked about that last week, your Tony Robbins way of looking at life. And I, I have passed that on to numerous people just in the last week. And they were like, wow, it really has changed my outlook on life. So uh, thanks for that nugget. That's not even our real nugget here today. There's some very interesting things going on with Google Performance Max in some of the tier 11 campaigns, which I know... We'll be talking about click farms here today and how to eliminate spam traffic entirely. 
Well, that's a bold claim. Maybe not entirely, a lot. but performance max a lot, yeah. way more than way more than you ever have been able to eliminate it in the past. How about that for a bold claim? So before we get into our nugget performance max with you guys, we haven't really talked about it in a few episodes. Any updates? Any things that are cool that you're finding out, or more and more experience every single day? What are your What's your sense about it at this point? I'm going to deliver a little piece of bad news, I guess, which is something that we've known for some time, but it's getting to be more and more definitive. Performance Max is having a really tough time with low-budget clients. Really tough time with low-budget clients. We used to tell people you need $100 a day at a minimum to manage Performance Max. That's true. But even at $100 a day, it's only three grand a month. You know, you're running seven campaigns. Seven. And Google's trying to spread across all of them. And it might be more than that, too, when you think about the, the complexity that's involved in, in cross-pollinating between those campaigns. And what I mean by that is seven different campaign types, you know, uh, one through seven, if you take the way that one and two interact, that alone could also be considered its own type of campaign. So oftentimes, if Performance Max hasn't worked for you, it might just be you're not giving it enough gas. And I know that sounds horrible. It's like, oh, the paid ad guy told me to just spend more money. But there's just some truth to it. So for whatever that's worth, it's actually kind of easy to see when that's the case because you're not, you know, if you look at your data like a funnel, and that's pretty easy to look at it, you know, like you see impressions, and then from impressions, you get clicks, and then from clicks, you get engagement, from engagement, you get conversions. If if there's not enough in the way of numbers in order for you to even build that funnel, then you know, oh, I'm not spending enough money. And one mistake we made, Ralph, I'll say, is telling people to build out an enormous number of asset groups. That's still best practice. You should still do that. But, and I'm stealing this from my buddy, Corey Lindholm, who was just on my YouTube channel recently. The asterisk there is you need the ad spend to feed those asset groups. So if you have a low ad spend, then you want to, decrease the number of asset groups accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a universal truth. So bottom line is like, you have, what's your minimum? Cause I know you guys use I mean, our, our customer types are slightly different, but I mean, for a smaller business, what are you saying for a minimum spend? Are you using any sort of benchmarks at this point? Yeah, we, we, we have an incubator program where we'll, we'll take people that are between five and 10 grand. If we think there's a really solid chance of proving concept, and generally, if they're in a strong niche, that aside, you got to spend 10 grand a month or more for us to take you on. And that's a huge leap for us, Ralph. Before Pmax, my minimum was two grand, two or three, depending on your industry. So for me to go from three to 10 is a huge shift in our business. But we had to because Google, Google effectively forced it. And I'll tell people, if you're listening to this, I'm not telling you not to run performance max if, or not to run Google ads if you can't spend 10 grand. But I am telling you, maybe don't run it through an agency. Because the agency is mm, going to eat up, do it on your yeah, own. Yeah, they're going to eat up so much of your marketing budget. You want that money going to the ads, not going to me, the idiot. The fee. Yeah. So you know, for whatever that's worth, there there is a way to do this yourself. You just have to invest the time to figure it out. It's really good advice. I mean, I think you know some of the. <laughs> Some of the critics who might listen to this show say that we talk about our businesses way too much, but it's like, it's what we know and we are spending a fair amount of money, but there's plenty of businesses that we spoke, speak with on a regular basis and, and give them this answer. Say, we're not your answer. You should go out and figure this out on your own. And I do think there's some validity to that. I mean, you as a business owner, as a, maybe the marketing manager, probably a business owner that 
has this level of spend probably doesn't have a marketing manager. It's probably, you know, he or she who are running the ads or running the marketing. So it's like, you kind of got to learn it on your own, get some momentum going before you start considering, you know, paying guys like us. And we did two episodes on this just recently, like how to manage your internal team and hire your internal team as well as how to hire an agency. And there's plenty of cases where hiring an agency is just not a good choice. And I would say if you're in that spend amount, like it's better for your business to devote that money that you otherwise would be spending on a resource like Cosmo or myself onto those ads so that you get better performance. Because I mean, our, our customer bases are slightly different. We're not seeing that. And it's super interesting to hear that. But you know, keep listening to the, the show here. We'll, we'll keep you updated on all things Performance Max. On the other side of the equation, we have some very interesting news. And URL expansion was something I think we were both really excited about when Performance Max came out, which is basically, how would you describe URL expansion? You don't choose the landing pages that your ads land on. Google does, which is terrifying. But it's also really interesting. It gives Google the ability to teach. So if you're selling, my favorite example is blue light blocking sunglasses because it, the, the, the value proposition isn't obvious always. You know, there's more to it than just, uh, than just what meets the eye, no pun intended. And so if you're selling blue light blocking <laughs> no, no, sunglasses no. <laughs> and you need to teach people the myriad of reasons, and maybe there's 50, that blue light blocking sunglasses are of value than giving Google the ability to send them to, you know, various pages on your website, features and resources, as opposed to just the buy now page allows Google to nurture people on your behalf. So we recommend as an SOP to always have final URL expansion on unless there's a very strong reason not to. Yeah, we've, we found it to be really, really helpful for our own ads for lead gen. We'll get into that in just a second about how we were able to really reduce, if not completely eliminate click farms. But for businesses where there is a little bit more of a thought factor into making a purchase. And in this particular case, with this particular customer, we have three months of data that shows that URL expansion is helping with the conversion. It makes sense, Kasim. It's like, if you got to think about it, you want to do some research, and why wouldn't Google or you, the potential consumer, do the research on the product to see if it's actually worth your while? And in this particular case, this customer has been with us for two, three years now. We started with Performance Max, I believe, back in April or March. And we didn't have URL expansion on initially, but then added it in May of this past year. Actually, I'm sorry, in April. We added it in April. And immediately, we didn't see this the first day because we do use a larger attribution window. In most cases, the signups, we don't really see them for about 19 to 30 days out. So you do have to have, you got to be patient here because oftentimes you'll see something and just based upon the life cycle of the product, you might look and say, oh, that ad campaign isn't working. When in fact, if you expand your attribution window, you might see the exact opposite, but you do have to be patient with it. So we've got three months of data here and the last month in June is actually, is not complete, which I definitely do need to update, but they sell two things. They basically are in the credit business without getting too much into the business. They sell a software, which is a free trial with tremendously effective software in the credit business, as well as they have a webinar to educate people on credit 
fixing their credit. So great company, great organization, do, do a lot of really tremendous things for their customer base. Point is, is their total signups in April when we actually pulled out, so the, the attribution window out to about 30 days, 73% of their signups for their software, and this is a free trial, this is one of the hardest things to sell online, came from blog posts, 73%. And for their webinar registration, which we were just sending straight to the sales page, straight to the landing page. And oh, by the way, the software signups are usually like book a demo, send traffic, pay traffic to that, you know, book a demo, request a free trial, that kind of thing. It, we found that almost 40% for webinar registrations were coming from the blog. Now, the numbers have declined a bit in the following months, but we're still sort of pulling in some of the attribution figures here. In May, it was 64% contributed from blog posts for software signups and 20% for webinar. Still, you know, one in five. And then in the month of June, we're seeing it decrease again. But what we, what would I think when we actually pull our data through the entire month of July, we're going to see a lot of these figures higher. So we're talking sort of first touch attribution, last touch attribution as well. And we're talking about, you know, a commitment to either sign up for a webinar or for a free trial for software and a blog post. In this particular case, these guys have a really, really chunky blog, lots of really great content, not overly promotional, more helpful and useful than promotional. And I think that seems to be the key. So definitely use URL expansion here because this is lead gen in essence, in a lot of cases. And we, we found like those quality, those leads are actually fairly high quality as well when they come through the blog. So that's sort of a little tease into how we want to kill all the click farms that are out there and, and at least get rid of junky leads that I know we've talked about here on the show a couple of times. So you just gave me an idea if I can belabor this topic a little bit. Yeah, first of all, that's a, that's a huge nugget. If you're listening to this, don't ignore that one because that's a really big deal. Google's operating off of a 500 touchpoint paradigm. And if you have to touch somebody 500 times, you can't send them to the buy now page every damn time. You have to give Google some some ability to, to diversify what it is that people are seeing. So here's the idea. And it's interesting, Ralph, because you're like, dude, I already do this. But, but maybe our listeners don't. If you're going to use final URL expansion and you have a really high quality blog with solid content, build out Ralph's level levels of traffic from a remarketing perspective. Because if somebody goes to what I'm, it's level one is top of the funnel, right? Yep. It's called traffic. Okay. So if somebody goes to a blog, that's very, you know, in this particular instance, there's a software application. And so the blog here would be something that's explaining like why you need this pro this solution to solve this problem. So it's, it's very top of the funnel. Well then go create remarketing campaigns in non Google marketing mechanisms like Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or Reddit or AdRoll or Taboola or Outbrain or all of them. And then the remarketing campaign should be pushing them to your level two content, not an offer, the content, because that's what Google's going to be doing too. And so on and so forth. So what you're doing is you're building omni-channel remarketing that is driving down the same funnel that more or less Google is driving. Now, there's no way for you to dictate the funnel sequence to Google, but you can corroborate the story and help with you know something that's outside of the google ecosystem and maybe amplify the efficacy of this this kind of nurture process yeah yeah i mean having those assets 
for level one through level five traffic, I find is absolutely essential in Facebook, unless you're using dynamic creative, which we're finding is really doing the same kind of thing. In a lot of cases, we'll have more updates on that or DCOs, as a lot of people have talked about in the past. We've actually talked about some of our results here with Kobe last time he was on. You still have to have the asset. Google figures out where to put it and when. And I, I do find like, you know, top of the funnel, yeah, we tend to do certain types of videos, certain types of assets. And at level two, which is when somebody's engaged with your page or maybe watched a certain percentage of a video, we use a different asset. Somebody who maybe goes to a product page, we use a different asset. Somebody who's added to cart, we use a different asset. So we have all those assets. In Facebook, when we're using sort of the ad amplifier system, or now what we, we call the traffic harmonizer, we separate all that out into separate campaigns. But with Google Performance Max, we're just throwing it all into one campaign, and Google's figuring it out. And DCO seems to be doing the same thing with Facebook. This is kind of a big change. It's the same thing, but you're not manually doing it. And maybe your level four video works on level one traffic because Google figures out like that's the thing that converts. So we'll have more information on specific assets and why they're working for this for this campaign as we get them. But the point is, is Performance Max is doing a lot of that hard work for you. But remember, somebody who doesn't know who you are and somebody who's added to cart are in very different stages of the buying process. So you should always be thinking about what type of asset do I need to push them over the edge in both cases. And sometimes, you know, for what you just said, like a top funnel, it's engagement. You know, it's getting them to click and you know, create a retargeting audience or getting them to watch a video or getting them to engage, maybe not going right for the sale. We still try to make the sale for sure, but you have different assets for every level of traffic. Now Google's doing all the separating for you. And in some cases, it'll, it'll be really, really surprising because all our retargeting audiences, our cold traffic audiences, they're all converting like this through this blog idea, which is pretty awesome. And I think it's just going to get better and better as Performance Max rolls out even more features. That is so cool. Content is king again. And it, it, the thing that I like about it is it supports what I'm going to call legitimate businesses. You know, the type of organization that's willing to invest in, they're not fly by night. They're not drop shippers. They're not just, you know, woke up yesterday and decided I'm going to sell this product or service or software or whatever. They've actually created the media necessary to nurture a customer from the top to the bottom. And those are the, those are the people that we really want to succeed in this ecosystem. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and like looking on this company's blog, is there a subtle pitch for their products, for their webinar, for their software? Sure. But I mean, it's super useful and helpful. And like, there's really good information here. And we'll do a, a, a show about sort of a healthy marketing mix and why helpful, useful content is almost the best way in a lot of different ways here. But like, if you can just, if you can bridge that gap, if you have content, make it available through performance max and and especially in this case it, it might even solve your click farm issues but most importantly it's leading to registration sales and software trials which is a tough thing to do off cold traffic sometimes so anyway more to come on that in future episodes we are going to get into our click farm solution here right after this quick break <laughs> Hey guys, it's Custom here, and 
I'm so sorry to be the doom and gloom guy, but I'm hoping this acts as a bit of a wake-up call for you. We've been talking a lot about how the iOS thing has advertisers flying blind, sprinkling in the rising cost of ads and supply chain issues. I think we have a real entrepreneurial challenge ahead of us. And the bad news is a lot of businesses are going to be washed away over the coming months. The good news is that the ones who adapt are going to come out even stronger. That's why it's important to focus on the things that you can control. Tighten up your website, improve your CRO, collect as much first-party data as you can, and test, test, and do more testing. And if you need help with that, go to our friends at Conversion Fanatics. They're running hundreds of tests in all sorts of industries, so they know what's working now. Check the show notes for the link, or you can visit them at conversionfanatics.com. Okay, we are back, Kasim. Bum, bum, bum. Do you do you like Click Farms? <laughs> do, you know what I still want to know, and I'm I'm true. This is not uh, this is not rhetorical. If somebody out there understands their monetization model, I need to know, Ralph, why they do this. In context, if if you know you were either living under a rock or just haven't experienced this yet, there is an unbelievable, inordinate amount of spam traffic. They're not bots, or they're the smartest bots I've ever seen in my entire life. But there are people that Google can't stop. Even with, you know, you could geographically target and say, I only want North American traffic. And they look like real users. They engage like real users. They click around. They watch videos. They, you know, they fill out forms. But then when you try to follow up on the conversions, they're faux. But they look real. The names, the phone numbers, they, they validate. They go through list validation. And I don't know why they do. There's some some suspicions that have been offered to me on various YouTube channels and then Twitter and things about you know gaming the algorithm, but none of it really makes any damn sense to me, dude. So in order to stop this, I think we first need to know why they're doing it. So if anybody out there has, if if you know, if you've ever, if you're if you are these people, if you've ever paid these people, you can anonymously drop us feedback. Hit me on Twitter. Hit us on our survey, perpetualtraffic.com forward slash better. But please. I have to know. I'm so curious because it's the biggest problem I've seen in paid traffic in the last 24 months. Yeah, no, for sure. I have a hypothesis on it. It's it's almost like it's AdSense arbitrage on the display network. You know, so it's a content producer, somebody who owns, let's say, you know, I own 100 and 100 plus websites. And I actually used to do some of this. It was actually sort of a way to work from home and quit your job as AdSense arbitrage. It's basically create a lot of sites, buy a lot of URLs, get good SEO to them, and then put all kinds of AdSense ads on them. I think Pat Flynn actually used to use this like from SPI way back when. We, we were actually in the same mastermind for about a year or so, way back in the days of the dinosaur custom. But anyway, the point is this, is that if you have all these websites and you have AdSense, you have Display Network all over them, well, if people click on those ads, you make money from them. But you have to hire people in very, very economical fashion in order for that to work now. I don't know how much a click gets on an individual website through the display network, but that is my guess is that's what's happening here. It's it's you know massive site owners, content producers, probably with with either SEO or some kind of ranking, but then place the AdSense ads, which is display network, and then you're leveraging that, making money through those ads through these click farms, which have to be very, very incredibly cheap labor but yeah they're super smart these are real humans and it's a real problem it's been a problem for us 
you know, through tier 11, but we think we've created a solution here. So uh, we've devoted a lot of airtime on perpetual traffic to this, but this is basically sort of our, our, the five steps that we've taken. The first thing was, and you and I talked about this, is that with click farms, if you're, if you're, submit form, especially in lead gen. So if you have a lead gen business, it's not typically seen inside of e-commerce, or at least I haven't seen it as much because you do have to ultimately have a purchase unless you have some sort of lead mechanism to start with. But is primarily in lead gen. All we did is we increased the complexity of our lead form. So we made 15 fields. I think you actually brought out an example where it was like 19 fields in one particular case. Yeah, we have our, our highest performing lead gen campaign is 17 fields. Got it. So what that did is it made it like, I think we had a form field where it was like 10 and we upped it to 15. Maybe it was nine. I'd have to double check. But anyway, so that stopped a lot of bots from filling out forms, but the humans continued to fill out the forms through these click farms. And can so I love a grenade was, real quick, Ralph? That was a good step. Go ahead. We tried software. We tried and I'm just going to name it because I'm, I'm not trying to be cruel or mean, but we tried ClickSees, which is supposed yep. to stop this thing. It didn't work. Not only did it not work, it actually hurt the campaigns because it seemed to stop legitimate traffic. So anybody who's out there thinking like, oh, I'll just buy myself out of this problem. Best of luck to you because that doesn't work. We attempted it. Mm. Yeah, for sure. You did that far more than than we did. We were a little bit on the cheaper side, <laughs> cheaper side but at least you went down that route. So that was the first thing that we did. Increased the complexity of the form, got rid of a lot of the bots, but the human traffic stayed. Second thing we did is we then required a non-free email address. So th this was like the at Gmail, like the Kasama 8285 at gmail.com. Anybody with an at Gmail, we eliminated them. They were not allowed. They actually came to a different form. So we ended up getting a lot of leads, but with fake emails from real made-up businesses. So it was Cossum at Cossum's Great Solutions, HairCareSolutions.com or something like that. So anyway, lots of fake leads there. So that was the next thing we tried. So that's step two. Third thing we tried is, and I think you had suggested this, and this this then became a part of the the Google Ads Manager, is that change the target countries in location options away from users with presence or interest to be presence only in the specific countries which you're trying to find. So well, that's this a new did feature. not change anything. This did not change anything. So <laughs> right. Funny. It's a brand new feature, correct? Yeah. So if you if your performance max campaigns were launched pre-July, make sure that that setting is enabled because chances are it's on Google's recommended setting, which is a catastrophic error. Right. Right. So that the important part here is away from users with presence or interest to be presence only. But regardless, based upon the first two changes, it didn't really change anything. So yet again, we're doing this with real dollars, real money going out the door, have not figured out a solution at this point. The fourth change we made is we, we checked our Google Analytics for traffic from countries that are not in our target areas, and we just simply excluded them. No change there either because click farmers must be using proxies is kind of what we're thinking or some kind of VPN. Yeah, tie when they're using proxies or VPN that Google can't identify, right. which is, that's shocking to me. 
shocking blows, to me. It blows me away that this trillion-dollar company <sighs> can't solve this problem and refuses to even acknowledge it's a problem. I know. I know. Uh, no help from our Google rep, by the way, on any no. of this. Oh, they deny that it exists, Ralph. It's crazy. Oh, I've been right. tweeting yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Just keep testing is what they say. Right. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. So there's four solutions right there, which I highly recommend that you do, especially if you're using lead forms for performance max. Can I just add something to solution number four? I'm so sorry to interrupt you. Go for it. Excluding geographies instead of Google Ads is a great call. Do not block geographies on your website or server side. For whatever reason, Google hates this, and I've seen massive mm. penalization. So you can't just say, like, I'm going to block the countries that I think this is coming from because it, it, there's something about that you know, brute force that uh, Google doesn't like. Yeah, yeah. It's just sort of like a no-no. Yeah, um, it's like digital racism in their eyes. Yeah, no, really, really good point. So just to summarize, we increased the complexity of the lead form, the first thing, up to 15 form fields. Second thing we did is we required a non-free email address, second thing there. Third thing we did is we changed the target countries to in location options to presence only. Fourth thing we did is we checked our Google Analytics for traffic from countries that are not in our target areas, and we excluded them. Anything to add to any four of those solutions so far? Because a lot of these came from you and I, and I know John Moran sort of trying to figure this out in our heads, like what is the way to solve this? Yeah, no, that's solid. That's a solid list already. So the last one, and the reason I'm defaulting to you, because this was your idea, and we're calling it the Cossum flytrap. I'm so honored. You know what actually pisses me <laughs> off is, is I had the idea and then I didn't test it. And then you guys tested it. So now you, now you get all the glory. <laughs> no, but you get the name. See, we're sharing here. See, it's very kind of you, Ralph. I can't I say that I'm a big enough person to do the same. If, <laughs> if somebody else gave it, I would just steal it. Definitely just steal not. It you name not. it on your heart. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> we, we really don't care. So anyway, so because I think because you helped us with one through four, with a lot of brainstorming, we felt like we we did owe it to you to give credit where credit is due. So anyway, so this is the Cossum flytrap. So, and if you didn't hear this episode, it's a few episodes back, which you can go to, and we'll leave links in the show notes for that as well, is we added a field to the form with a pre-selected wrong answer. I'm air-quoting wrong answer. Something that a real lead would know to unselect if they were truly a real lead, because it's so it's like a red herring, in essence. It is a flytrap, but it's like it stands out. You, you can't miss it. If you're filling out a form for an agency, you'd never actually self-select this because it wouldn't make any sense. So for us, and this is our VP of marketing who has actually done all this, VP of marketing Tom Meredith, which we'll have to have him on sometime he's been working like day and night on this he just has to figure it out so anyway so he came up with the idea the pre-selected wrong answer would be supply chain so it's business related but not agency related so it would definitely stand out like for a, a director of marketing who's filling out one of our forms be like supply chain what the, what the hell is going on like that doesn't make any sense but it's related enough in business terms so that the click farmers don't see it unless they listen to this episode which is maybe the reason we, we just suppressed this episode but anyway we're gonna say it anyway because we might change the name here 
So we added supply chain to our desired services field. Like, why would they be coming to an agency for supply chain? Well, it's for right. advertising. It's for CRO, whatever it happens to be. There's a there's sort of a menu of choices there. So it's not a service that we offer, and it's something a prospective client of ours would would have figured out by the time they actually got to, the, to that spot in the form. So the net result is that it worked like a charm. Within one day, all of our ClickFarm leads were tagged in our CRM. We use HubSpot. And within three days, Google Performance Max had already started to optimize away from those ClickFarm leads which is just a testament to the speed and power of this algorithm. Like three days this happens. I know you say it takes typically like three weeks. So we're still testing this. This just came out, you know, uh, three days ago we're talking about. So this is fresh results depending on when this airs. So it's been nearly a week in total since we've not gotten any bot or click farm leads from Google Performance Max. As a result of that, our leads have dropped off significantly. We're now paying more per lead, but the quality of the lead that's coming in is actually really good. The question which is now is, which is what you want. So can we scale it? Can we get it to the next level? Is Performance Max a great lead gen mechanism for an agency like ours or for lead gen in general? Well, we just gave you an example in the first you know, five minutes or so of using URL expansion. We don't have click farm issues there. Which is crazy to think about because they're going, they're like passing through a filtering process in the blog first to ultimately fill out the webinar registration, fill out the software free trial. We're sort of, we, we have not seen that. We have a pretty robust blog. We've obviously got a lot of pages for the podcast. We haven't seen that, even though we have URL expansion on for our campaigns here, but this has absolutely worked. And I think, you know, knock on wood, so far, so good, about a week into it. So the custom flytrap is a thing. That's awesome, man. And I just want to say, if you're listening to this, this is for literally any business. Go figure out the thing. And I, I really like what y'all chose, Ralph. That's brilliant. Because it's supply chain is something that somebody from a click farm wouldn't know or even pay attention to. But the key is making it pre-selected. It has to be the pre-selected option in a dropdown, so somebody has to change it. And then if they leave the pre-selection, what's the technical implementation? Are they just going to an alternative thank you page that you're not tracking as a conversion? Correct. I believe that's how we've set it up. And then it's flagged inside our CRM as a non-qualified lead. So, But now the algorithm is optimizing away from those. And that's why we're seeing very few click farm leads coming through. At first, yeah, we were getting them. But the algorithm, like I said, started to started to figure this out based upon our different goal that we had set up. And I'm not exactly sure what it was, but anyway, it was a separate goal than when we first started. So it optimized away from how we were initially optimizing and then optimized within two to three days towards this new optimization goal. And that's pretty tremendous. And I think this is just going to get better and better. The volume of leads is definitely down for sure. The quality of leads is up, but we're not we're now in that fit in the middle phase where we're seeing the spend come down and being directed towards the quality leads. And that's the key part here. And we'll obviously have more updates as they become available, as we get more results as they come in the door here. So, but pretty big breakthrough, I think from our perspective, pretty happy with it and 
kudos to Tom Meredith for figuring all this out. Yeah, good job, Tom. I call that wicked smart. That's a wicked smart. Yeah. Well, he should join War Room. Uh, I, apparently, you won another wicked smart. Or do we even want to go there? He did. Yeah. How 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 odd that that got brought up. <laughs> what well, a coincidence! I don't, I, don't see, I don't see any trophies over your right hand shoulder. They must be just they're slightly there. out of view. Oh, they're there. Of course, they are. They're there. Yeah. It's like it's like you know, Bill Belichick's trophy room was like you know, eight. Lombardi trophies, but you wouldn't really know about that. Anyway, six for as a coach, two as an assistant. Anyway, I don't watch pretty baseball. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Good stuff. But yeah, so that's our big thing. Any other any other tidbits to add to kill the click farms, Kasim Aslam? Anything that you've seen in your travels for lead gen with PMAX? We're testing another golden nugget which i'm not gonna let the cat out of the bag yet just in case it doesn't work but I'm, I'm excited about it it's pretty aggressive is what i will say and if it works there will be an episode on it pretty soon and if it doesn't work i'll never bring it up again because i don't like people to know about my failures yeah, yeah that's good that, well i mean and varied i'll tell you what you know we have we have this is this is advertising i think in a nutshell it's like we've done five things and one of them really worked one of them worked okay. That's about average in advertising. It's it's a 20% like a, hit rate. <laughs> a 20% hit rate is average. Yeah. A 30% and we're the best hit in rate, the world. <laughs> a 30% hit rate is like world class. Yeah. Let's not kid ourselves. So, but it's just, it's really, it's persistence and just sticking with it and, and thinking through the solutions. And I think, uh, pretty proud of our team over at Tier 11 to be able to do that because we pride ourselves on thinking through stuff because this stuff is hard yeah. you know? <laughs> even though pmax on the surface makes it easy you still really do have to work at it to get good at it and hopefully we'll continue to bring you tips and tricks and nuggets like these in future perpetual traffic episodes so thank you for the uh, the custom fly trap we will leave links in the show notes for everything that we mentioned here and uh, make sure you subscribe and, and leave a rating wherever you're listening, it still does help us quite a bit. And if you just so happen, we have to announce the winner for our better contest, by the way, maybe in the next episode, because we got so many good submissions. Let us know what we can do better over at perpetualtraffic.com forward slash better. We do take everything you guys tell us and try and incorporate it here into the show. Follow us over on the Twitters at Ralph HB and at Kasim Aslam. Go back and listen to previous episodes. Like I said, all resources and show notes are over at perpetualtraffic.com. On behalf of my awesome co host, Kasim Aslam, peace. Until next show, see ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic 